1: you've tuned into a special bonus interview edition of sci-fi fidelity. And as we have done in the past, we're sharing with you a chat. We recently had with a creator of music for television. This time we have Michael Gatt, who is the composer for sci-fi's grindhouse hit blood drive in which the cars run on human blood. And as you might imagine, a show with that type of premise requires a very special touch. And Michael Gatt's breadth of experience helped him create some great guitar driven tracks that covered everything from traditional horror to spaghetti Western. So please enjoy this interview that we had with Michael Gatt of Blood Drive. All right, today we're joined by the composer for the great Grindhouse show on sci-fi Blood Drive, Michael Gatt. Thanks for joining us on Sci-Fi Fidelity, Michael.
2: Hey guys, thanks so much for having me. Really happy to be here.
0: All right, well, Michael, let's just jump right into it. Blood Drive, for anybody that has seen it, has carved out unexplored territory in genre TV. And when you were approached to score this series, what is it about your work that the producers figured this guy's going to suit our somewhat twisted vision?
2: <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, I can't speak for the show creators, but my understanding from James Rowland, you know, the creator of the show, is that. You know, I I had read the scripts before I put the the reel together, or at least I had an idea of what the show was going to be about as far as the kind of genres that it was going to cover. So I sent a rather eclectic reel. I came from commercials as a composer, which meant having to do any genre with a very quick turnaround and produce a broadcast, you know, ready piece of music very quickly. Uh, And I called upon that when I got into long form. So I had plenty of. You know, I sent him Kung Fu stuff. I sent action stuff. I sent Spaghetti Western material that I think, you know, will obviously resonated with him.
1: Because, of course, Blood Drive pretty much does a different genre each week. (laughs) Would that be a true statement there?
2: Absolutely. I mean, it's a, a composer's dream for a show because it is like scoring a standalone film each week. That being said, the idea with the score was to have a sonic signature and recurring themes that would glue each episode together, you know, score wise, regardless of what genre really we're leaning into.
1: Okay. Well, I, w- I have a very specific question because we've talked to a lot of composers on our podcast about the orchestration choices and what you do in the computer and that sort of thing. But what really struck me, especially since we were given a couple of tracks to listen to ahead of time from episode seven of blood drive entitled "Gentleman's agreement there's some vocal work in the tracks Stubborn and Channel 694 that are just great. And, of course, there's Episode 8 where you have the opera singer. Sure. So tell us a little bit about how you get these vocalists involved and, and what they bring to the table.
2: Well, when I set out to to score the, the series, I kind of made some rules for myself. There's custom synths and custom guitar tones and bass tones that would be the foundation for all the score. And then along with that, there were a few things that I decided we would let go raw. We would let them be as they were. Vocals were one of them. Uh, a live cello was another. And so for episode eight, for example, the, you know, A Fistful of Blood, Spaghetti Western, that was Jessica Rotter. She's an extremely talented singer. And she's, you know, as you might imagine, there's just a, a litany of amazingly talented musicians in L.A., So I I knew Jessica and I I knew she'd knock it out of the park and that's kind of how that came to be. I mean, but first of all, as soon as I dug in that we're doing a Spaghetti Western, I thought, well, we have to have whistling, we have to have opera singing, we have to have ocarina, you know, we have to have these, uh, you know, effectively musical tropes, if you will, for Spaghetti Western, but of course, done in the blood drive world.
0: Yes, exactly. Right, well, we'll speaking into the Blood Drive world, and, and this is not to put you on the spot, but who's your favorite character to write thematically for, and can you describe the instrumentation used for just different characters?
2: Sure. Uh, you know, I was asked a question similar to this, and I, 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 w- I will say that it's kind of like asking a parent who their favorite child is, uh, <laughs> because... I really, and I, I say this with absolute authenticity, that every character in this show has such a definitive arc and a special relationship to each other. And those are the things that I personally gravitate toward as far as like what I want to, to score to. So as fun as it is to write to a trickster like Slink, it's also amazing to, you know, this whole evolving story between... Arthur and Grace, and then not to be sidetracked, there's uh, you know Aki and Chris who are so twisted, and getting to kind of play against like write against picture, play against type. I would sometimes write very sweet, loving music when she was effectively torturing Christopher. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so which would which would play up the comedy because you know th- this this show. Uh, in a way is a comedy, you know? So, oh, yeah. um, or, I mean, it is a comedy really. Uh, it, it's so many things at the same time. That's what I think is so wonderful about it.
1: Now, when you're asked to do a soundtrack for a show that's so over the top, like blood drive is, where do you actually go for the inspiration? Like, did you go for the cars? Did you go for the language, the action, the violence, the mood of the show? What was your main source of inspiration?
2: Well, Blood Drive was a bit unique in that for a series of reasons, I ended up writing music before I ever received Picture. So I read seven scripts, the first seven scripts of season one, and based on those scripts and a very, very brief creative call, which effectively said we want a rock score, which (laughs) kind of just left it wide open, I wrote nine pieces of music. And in that music, I wrote, Themes for all the main characters, and that was also where, while writing that music, where all of the custom sounds were established—custom synths, custom guitar tones, custom bass tones—and some of the inspiration was very literal. Like, for example, one of the synthesizer sounds uh, is—you know—I worked with a a specialist, and I asked him to create a synth that sounds like a car engine revving. I mean, just straight up, it's a—it's a race, right? So. So there's a mod wheel on a keyboard, like a wheel that you, that you turn. And as I turn that wheel, um, you can actually hear the engine rev, the, the synth rev. And then outside of that, I mean, there were, there were other things like for Grace, right off the script, I felt like she should have that femme fatale kind of Dick Dale surf guitar tone, that, that clean, tremolo guitar tone that would effectively like, sting her, her jokes and sting her moments. And, uh, and that, that runs throughout the series. And then there are these recurring themes. You know, Arthur's is a very heroic type theme. I mean, he really you know, is the hero coming out of the gate. And the Arthur theme dovetails with Grace's theme, so they can, they can kind of play intertwined. And then, uh, and for Slink, he came off to me as, you know, like a Mephistopheles right off the page, and a vaudevillian at that. So his theme is very circusy to me. Um, and, of course, all of these themes, because it's blood drive, get reimagined every single episode. And they, they that means, like, it could mean different instrumentation, you know, slowing it down, speeding it up, just, you know, fitting it in. So, And,
0: you know, in terms of orchestration, I mean, you already mentioned that you, you have a live cellist that you've used and, and live vocalists. But in, in terms of your composing, you know, when you first sit down, I mean, are, are you sitting down? I mean, you're obviously sitting down at a keyboard, but... Are you just, you know, maybe just a straight electric piano or writing down ideas or or what's the process like?
2: That's a great question, because for me personally, at the risk of getting too technical, I, I basically set up a template for the show or the film that I'm working on that already has all of the sounds that I've chosen for this project already in it. Like just ready to go as if the players are all sitting there waiting to play. And I also have my guitars and and my keyboard in front of me. And I, I will say for every cue, it's different. Sometimes I'll pull up a sound and just start playing with that sound. Sometimes I'll pull my guitar off the wall and just start, you know, strumming some chords. And it's a very organic, very layering kind of situation where sometimes I'm just kind of stacking things on top of each other, like Jenga. And then at the end of it, you just start pulling things away and subtractively, editing what you've done to try and boil it down to it's like its essence. So I I don't have a hard answer for that other than to say that it's different with every cue. It's different with every piece that I write. And I really try to let the story and the picture dictate everything that I do. It, It can just be, it can be a look from the actor. It can be a line that can become the foundation for the entire piece of music for that scene.
0: Well, you, you know, you really answered my question because, you know, you mentioned about getting too technical. A lot of people probably don't realize how realistic this software can make instruments sound. And, and you mentioned pulling off a guitar because this show is so guitar driven in, in a lot of the music. I was wondering whether, uh, you know, you were, as you said, pulling a guitar off the wall.
2: Absolutely. I mean, that's guitar was my my first instrument and. I really felt like blood drives could be a guitar driven score. And right in the pilot episode, I was, you know, I was playing slide guitar and grace and doing a lot of stuff with guitar. And I will say to to your point about the software, it, it, a lot of it also depends on your choices. You know, for example, obviously a synthesizer, there's nothing to hide there. It's supposed to sound like a synthesizer. And I find that there's nothing, there's just nothing like having human players play, on on top of the music, or play the music, for that matter. Um, And I think that's what's been really nice about Blood Drive, uh, is that you kind of get a combination of both.
1: Well, another element that, of course, comes into play is the licensed music, which is actually a big part of Blood Drive as well. Did you ever have to tailor your composition to a certain style that matched the song choices? Did you know about the song choices, or would it be the other way around sometimes?
2: You know, I have to give credit to the, you know, full credit to the show creators and the music supervisor for that. That was blood drive. Like most television shows is just, was just going at a lightning pace. And I, I kind of stayed focused on the score. Um, That being said, as a composer, it's very important to know what you're coming out of and what you're going into, not just as far as key signature and tempo goes, but just emotionally, what's the music doing. So in that respect, I'd always want to know what was happening with the licensed tracks. But to be honest, I was just so focused on the score because it's a very score intensive show. I mean, some of these episodes have more than 35 minutes of music in them.
0: Wow. Well, we've spoken to several composers who say that their part of an episode often comes at the last minute. And obviously, this is a weekly show with 13 episodes. I mean, was that your experience as well? You know, how much time did you have between episodes and and what's it like to work under that kind of pressure?
2: Well, yes, it was. It was five to six days sometimes for the turnaround of, of the music from going from spotting to delivery. And I personally love the deadline. Uh, I mean, yes, there were literally some sleepless nights. I mean, literally, like, just there were times that I was just staying up all night. But that being said, I think what's great as an artist to have a deadline is it just forces you to make choices. And that's what it's, I think it's all about when you're creating something. So I guess the answer to your question is, yes, it was super fast. And I personally like that kind of environment for, for creation. Um, I think it was, it was a nice combination in the sense that because I had already established a sound for the score before even getting picture that seemed to be resonating that, well, it did resonate with the, the show creators that did, I did have time on that side to really kind of play with some, some things. But once we were out of the gate, it was just go, go, go.
1: Well, Michael Gatt, thank you so much for joining us. Dave and I are both huge fans of Blood Drive and your music is a big part of that. So thanks so much for talking to us today about your process.
2: It's, it was absolutely my pleasure, guys. And thank you guys so much. You know, I, I followed Den Geek and I really appreciate, you know, your guys' support of the show. And, and uh, yeah, thank you so much.
1: Well, that was such an enjoyable chat we had there with Michael Gatt. And if you haven't seen Blood Drive yet, you're really missing a wonderfully wild ride. You really have to check it out. It airs on Wednesdays at 10 p.m. on Sci Fi, and the season finale is right around the corner, so you still have time to catch up. But in the meantime, we'll be back the weekend after Labor Day with our September podcast, in which we'll be talking about The Last Ship Season 4 on TNT, which just began here at the end of August, and we'll be sharing our spoiler free preview of Fox's The Orville. Plus, our discussion of sci fi royalty continues with the women who rule the world of genre television. And our interview will be with Nick Antosca, the showrunner of sci-fi's horror anthology series, Channel Zero. We'll see you in a few weeks.
0: Planning for your next trip?